0: Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Deadly Nutter Butter podcast. I am your host, Deadly Nutter Butter. But you call me, uh, you can call me John, but you know, Deadly Nutter Butter is my uh, Twitch stream name. You can check me out live right now, throwing that in early. <laughs> uh, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. I hope you're all doing wonderful. And this podcast is basically me talking about my interests, things I like. Could be entertainment, could be video games, could be movies, TV shows, technology, or just anything in general. I, it's, I like, I feel like in streaming, I feel like I want to talk about things, but in the midst of uh, a month, whatever, when I'm playing the game, I get, I can't like focus on actual full coherent thoughts. And then, uh, you know, here I'm not playing a game. It's just me straight talking, saying what I want to say. It's good stuff. I think personally, I mean, am I going to say it's bad? No, it it is the best podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life, so there are there. Okay, let me let me start off with the warning here. If you have not seen Rise of the Skywalker, Mandalorian, or The Witcher, uh, please leave because I'm going to talk a little about those uh, shows and movie because uh, there's some interesting uh, information that came out with Rise of Skywalker. So, anyways, if you haven't seen any of those three that uh, that I named off please close this podcast down. You won't hurt my feelings, but you will hurt them if you don't come back and listen to this. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and just close it down and I will start talking. So last week, January 2nd, this started trending on Twitter, release the JJ cut. And I did, uh, I I, I did, did, some research into this and does the pulled up some sources here so I can read them out loud to you guys. And I guess this, uh, what was the Twitter handle name? Uh, Kenobi Stan. Great. Uh, Kenobi Stan had a source of what was going on uh, in the original cut and JJ's original cut. And it was like four images. So I'm gonna read them off to you. The Kylo Ray. Oh, yeah. The Kylo Ray scene where he dies was at least four minutes longer with more dialogue. Ben was always supposed to die. Source also added that if he wasn't, then that might have been an earlier draft, which they haven't read. The first draft they read included Lando. The first few didn't. The Reylo kiss and Ben's death was not part of the reshoots. It was a part of the re-editing. Even the cut that JJ thought was coming out earlier this month had a longer version of that scene than what was shown in the theatrical cut. JJ was against the Raylo kiss, or Raylo in general. This was Disney's attempt to please both sides of the fandom. Good job, Disney. You really fucked that up, didn't you? Uh, The second image we got going on here is uh, quotes, I guess. The source asked about Fen Poe after seeing Oscar Isaac's comment about how Disney didn't want it to be a thing. This is true. JJ fought to make this happen. This is why Oscar is blaming Disney. It's not just a random throwaway comment. He knows for a fact that it was Disney because these discussions happened. The main cast is insanely close to JJ and they are just as pissed though seemingly more outspoken about it than JJ during the force awakens. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Sorry. During the force awakens, Disney was hesitant to hire John Boga because a woman was front and center. So they deemed it that risky enough to bring, sorry, let me back up here. (laughs) I'm bad at this. Uh, Disney was hesitant to hire John Boga because a woman was front and center. So they deemed that risky enough. So bringing in a male lead who's black made them nervous. JJ fought to make that happen for about nine months before getting approval. The same issue came up when JJ fought to have Finn and Poe in the rise of Skywalker, but he lost that battle as he lost many creative battles for this film. Many people, including JJ let's see if it continues here. Nope. That's it. Well, that's weird. That's weird. End quote. Uh, the ending will, that will blow your mind was part of this older. Oh, okay. This is a weird, this is a weird layout. This, these uh, sources are laid out here or quotes or whatever quotes here for another image. The ending that will blow your mind was part of this. Older actors were included like Hayden, Ewan and Samuel and anyone who wasn't animated. The Force Ghosts weren't meant to be voices because they shot that footage on camera. The actors were in costumes. Rey was supposed to be surrounded by the Force Ghosts to serve her, to serve as sort of a barrier between her and the Sith surrounding them. In quotes, first time I did that. And last image, JJ's cut still exists and will always exist. We must we most likely will never see it unless someone accidentally leaks it bullshit. No one's going to accidentally fucking leak this shit. Okay. So this right here really, uh, I wouldn't say confirms what I said in my last podcast, but really it shows that this movie should have been longer. Like most of the scenes in this movie should have been, uh, stretched out more because like, as I said, like the biggest gripe I have with this film, all right. One of the biggest gripes, let me back up. One of the biggest gripes I have with this film is that it leaves no breathing room at all. There's none. And from what I'm getting from this sources is that there's probably like a three plus hour cut out there. And I believe the original, or the cut that they're, they're they that was released to the theaters was like two hours and 40 minutes. So we're looking at maybe 20 extra minutes of footage here. Maybe. I, 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 again, this is this like one source saying things that, I mean, this is not confirmed. Disney has not said, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we, we cut down the original director's cut. There's nothing like this. There's nothing being confirmed. No, Disney's not going to admit, uh, the critics scores, scored the critics were, the Disney is not going to admit that the reason why the critics were harsh on this film is because of them. They're not going to come out and say that they're, they're going to let, JJ, take all the heat. Disney's not stupid. Oh, well, actually they are. Uh, But yeah, so, and damn. I mean, uh, this ending, the ending that would blow our mind, that is what I believe would probably make more fans like this film like myself I was waiting waiting for Hayden Critch- I was waiting for Hayden I was waiting for my boy like come on but Disney has been very very adamant at ignoring the prequels and anything to do with the prequels that was like the first instance that the uh this new trilogy kind of showed that the prequels exist and there was a moment in the last Jedi but that was I mean the <sighs> the prequels existed. Like that was the foundation for everything that happened up until this point in Rise of Skywalker. And they just kind of ignored it and were like, Hey, look at the original trilogy. You like Luke Skywalker. Here's Luke Skywalker. You like Palpatine. Here's Palpatine. Even though Palpatine was part of the prequels, but this Palpatine and Rise of Skywalker was definitely Palpatine like Emperor in the original trilogy. So yeah. And damn, I, I said it, I said it in that last podcast that Hayden should have been on that, uh, the remnants of the death star, the, all that wreckage when Ray, no, not Ray, sorry. When Kylo was having a moment, it should have been Hayden and not Han Solo or should have been Darth Vader, not Han Solo. And I know I said that Carrie Fisher was probably written for that scene. And I still stand by that, but it would have made more sense for, uh, Darth Vader to show up to, uh tell kylo and teach him a little bit about forgiveness than han solo because like han solo he didn't really go through like a whole forgiveness phase he had an evil start in new hope he was a scoundrel a smuggler rebel everything just like pretty much bad i want to say bad guy but you know not the type of person you probably want to take home thanksgiving but you know he had a nice redemption arc and all of this and that but he wasn't the core figure that should have been teaching kylo about redemption and forgiveness. It should have been either Leia or Darth Vader and we didn't get that. And this source is kind of showing that yeah, JJ was on the right path by thinking and doing it this way. He was on the right path. I think he's getting a lot of hate and a lot of a lot of hate for the creative choices he made in this film some of which is definitely deserved, but if this source is true, he he probably did his best with what he had, especially with Disney underneath his uh or Disney's thumb on his head, because let's, let's be honest, Disney's gonna wreck him. Disney would wreck anybody's career if he tried to fight it. And I guess even like the Raylo kiss, it was not it was not part of the reshoots. Okay, it was part it was part of the re-editing. So I don't know what the fuck that means. It wasn't part of the reshoot. So they just I imagine they made it shorter and quicker, and they like they didn't show the romance. Oh, that's what it probably means. They kind of like, they probably took out any of the, the I guess the romance or non-romance of it and left it up to the viewer to decide if it was a romantic loving kiss or something else. And you know, I don't, I don't know what it could be. like a, a friend kiss. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. But it just goes to show that Disney, the they're sitting on a fence on this one, and it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. Take a stance. They could have, they could have made the Raylo thing, a thing, or the romance, a thing, but they didn't. Instead, they kind of just left it up to the viewer to decide whether or not it is a romance and not just two enemies. I don't know what else it could be, honestly. I mean, that kiss is pretty evident that it was supposed to be a romance, but then he dies very quickly. So it was like really unconfirmed. There was no like I love you, Ray. There was no I love you, Ben. There was nothing like that. It was just death, just absolute death. And it, uh, man, it it really, really grinds my gears. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, cause I walked out of the theater, and I, I know I'm going back to Rise. I, I obviously I'm back in the Rise of Skywalker, but like, walked out of the theater feeling like I was shown only part of what I was supposed to see and this kind of really shows it and I guess there was a thing with Poe and Isaac yeah with Finn and Poe uh yeah I guess Disney hates gays I mean it's weird like it's really weird but they showed the two lesbians guessing that and like it's almost it's like the lowest lowest effort given possible to please all sides and to show uh, all diversity. It's like the lowest attempt to show everything and lowest effort. It's, I want to say lazy. It's just, no, actually it is lazy. It is lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is lazy. It's lazy wokeness, I guess is a good way to put it. And like, if you want to show all sides, show all sides, don't like be lazy about it. Cause I feel like even though you're representing underrepresented, uh, Areas or whatever, uh. It just like how would you go? Why would you do it half-assed? I feel like I feel like hmm. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I can't speak for those people. I can't speak for them. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just a lonely little Mexican boy in an apartment, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I feel like if they're underrepresented and they do it lazy, I would be pissed if I was if i was one of those groups being represented and they did this i would be a little pissed because it's just it's just lazy it's just lazy man like what the fuck is that and i guess yeah oh yeah back to this uh jj oh what did it say hang on a second jj fought f uh, fin and poe uh but lost obviously so it sounds like disney just I wouldn't say threw in the towel on it, but was definitely, uh, wanted all creative control. And it's weird. Like why hire someone like JJ Abrams? And no, I, I know people are very, he doesn't, he's not very well loved in the, uh, community of reboots because he relies heavily on nostalgia, but I saw star Trek when it first came out and I loved that shit. Now, uh, full, I guess disclo- disclosure, I wasn't like not a huge fan of Star Trek. I didn't really watch the show. I wasn't into the fandom as a lot of people were, so it was a good action movie for me. And I really enjoyed it. And when The Force Awakens was announced and he was doing the uh movie, I was excited. I was like, "Hell yeah, we got a guy who knows his uh we got a guy. who's a fucking nerd and he knows his shit, I guess. And he will make it look great, and it will feel great. It'll be amazing." And I was hyped for it. And then it came out, and I was like, okay, it's good. It's good. You know, we relied heavily on nostalgia and things we've already seen, but whatever. It'll get better. And boy, was I wrong. I was wrong. But yeah, and then, and then this whole, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. And then the release, the JJ cut, started trending on Twitter. And you know what? It's just, It's never going to happen. Disney is never going to release that. And I know people are pointing to the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League. And we're lucky we're getting that. We are lucky. But let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Uh, Warner Brothers is coming out with their own streaming app. They're only going to release that Snyder cut on that streaming app to get people to go subscribe to that. And that is just awful. That is just awful. I hate I always say I hate streaming services, but because they definitely free up a lot of people from overpaying for TV, they're not really using a whole lot. So yeah, but the idea now that you have to pay for the privilege to see a movie is ridiculous. And that's a whole nother thing later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on now to something else related very heavily to Star Wars. And that's The Mandalorian. We finally got a good <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my God. Star Wars. What? Disney. Disney. Sweetheart. Baby. What are you doing? Like, you don't have like you still have Marvel, obviously, but that's to be honest. No one. I don't feel the hype for Black Widow. So Star Wars is your best bet right now to make a bunch of more money and you throw out. Right. Anyways, Uh, Mandalorian. Great show. Great. Great show. It was a nice turn from uh Save the Galaxy. It was great to finally drift away from that a little bit here. And we drifted far, far away. We just basically follow a guy and his kid run around the galaxy killing shit. That is all the Mandalorian is, and it's great. It is awesome. However, that ending really uh, I guess, perked people's interests. Because, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about the, I guess, the Darksaber or whatever it's called. I didn't know anything about it. So I looked it up and it is basically, well, it was wielded by the first Mandalorian who could use uh, the force. So there were definitely, we got Baby Yoda being in the Mandalorian being, we got ba- Baby Yoda who's going to be a Mandalorian and also use the force. So that's what this, that's what it's alluding to. And it should be like... Hopefully season two picks up a little bit better here because let like, let's be honest, you basically have to watch episode two episode I don't know why I start off on two. You have to watch episode one, two, maybe four, maybe another one here and there, but basically and then the last two of this whole thing like I think it's more than eight or ten episodes anyways, there's some episodes that are just kind of filler. they don't really advance the story any farther. they're just kind of showing more of the the world that Mando lives in. And you know, it's still, I mean, it was definitely better and it was, it was definitely better than having the whole, another story of having to save the galaxy. It was definitely better than that. It was small. It was condensed. It was contained and it it made, it made the show and made, it made the show and made Star Wars a little bit more enjoyable than what I have been enjoying it. And it was nice. Yeah. That's just how I'll leave that. Uh, Mandalorian. It was nice. It was nice and yeah yeah and another show that i finished recently was the witcher let me tell you about this show it was also nice <laughs> surprise surprise there uh no but seriously it's a it was a fun show like there was a lot of Episode two like i was really interested in episode one and when episode two rolled around like i was like oh my god this is fucking dragging what the fuck and it was i was worried and then it starts to pick up again but if you're a new viewer for it you're i feel like i feel like they're not explaining much in the beginning of like the world that they're in like there's nothing explaining what a witcher does or what he is or anything. He just kind of does shit and kills the monsters. That's all you really know. You don't know anything about the war a whole lot. You just, you're just kind of thrown into stuff and it's not, I don't think it gives enough time to explain what's going on. And like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to say because like, you don't want to be so, uh, heavy on the, uh, God, I forget the term, but heavy on the backstory of things. You don't want some character explaining everything to the main character. You don't want that because the main character is probably going to know he's been in the world for a couple hundred years probably. I I don't remember how long they how long Witchers last or how old he is, but you don't want that because it that would also bog down the story. So they just kinda it just kinda keep advancing very quickly without really explaining what's going on. It's still a good show. That's to be honest. But there is there is a lack of, uh, I don't want to say storytelling, but explaining what world we're in here, but it's a, it's still fun. Like that's all I have to say about it really. Like it's not necessarily the greatest show that's ever come out and it's not top tier game of Thrones season one through six. It's nothing like that at all, but it's still a fun show. And it's, it's, I feel like people like, obviously I did a whole review on game of Thrones. so I won't get into that, but people who hated the A season of Game of Thrones had a void in them. I had a void in myself. I'll be honest. And I was like, I need some other fantasy stuff. I tried watching Lord of the Rings and that didn't quite get there for me. It was still good show. I mean, I good show good movies and everything, but it just didn't hit the way I needed it to. I want some violence and I want some tits and I want some sex. I can't get that in Lord of the Rings, not in the movies. Fan fiction. Yeah. But not in the movies. Uh, the Witcher cured all of that, and it was good. Like, oh god, I can't say his name. But the guy he plays Superman, Henry. Did I say is that his name? Henry? Yeah, I should probably know that. Anyways, he does a great job in this show. Like he does a, and it's weird because he's like a full fledged A list actor basically in a B list TV show. <laughs> like it's just kind of odd because. You see the acting chops on him and then you see this material he's working with. And it's this kind of like a weird, uh, a weird blend? He doesn't fit quite like he makes the character great. Like he's a he plays Geralt fantastically, but he just at the acting experience he has is he's almost overqualified. This is, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. He is overqualified for this role. And in some of the shots that they had, it really looks like he's wearing a wig. It really looks like he's wearing a wig, but other shots, he just blends in really well. It's just like this weird contrasting thing that's happening in the show. And I don't know how to, like, obviously I don't know how to fix it, but I do hope they can fix it in the second season because they're obviously they're making a second season. It's a huge hit. It's a damn good show. I want to say like, it's, it's, it's a damn good entertaining show. Let me finish that. It's a damn good entertaining show. If you like blood, if you like, uh, nudity, if you like hot women, just sitting around naked, if you like, uh, banging this, this is a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's like, it's, a, it's just a good show. It's fun. It's entertaining. I'm just rambling now, but yeah. Oh, and like Jennifer, I guess there is a, uh, controversy on her, Not necessarily. On the character, just the actress. I guess people are pissed that it's an Indian woman and not a white woman. I don't know why. I don't really care. Like it's weird. It's dumb. It's just dumb. It's a fantasy show. We have a dude that kills people like easily and dismembers them easily. Like, come on now, come on, now. and use the magic hands. Come on now. It's a fantasy show. Plus, she's uh she's kind of hot. I will say, however. Uh, I do think I'm missing the, uh, uh, which the sharp facial features of Yennefer because like Yennefer in the show, she definitely has soft features like in the, okay. I did play Witcher three wild hunt before even the show was announced like years, like almost two years ago now, I want to say Witcher three anyways. And Yennefer in the game has very sharp facial features. She's, she's like sharp chin, sharp, just very sh- sharp, very striking looking. And Yennefer in the TV show is soft, more roundish facial features, but you know, like whatever. I mean, she embodies the character very well. She plays the character very well. She acts like she is Yennefer. And I, I like, I think I don't want to, I don't know if it's a negative or positive, but I feel like having her look softer makes her more dangerous maybe because like when you look at like sharp facial features and everything you see like you see danger maybe but with her it's like oh she's innocent and sweet and then bam she blows fire at your face and you're fucking dead or stabbed in the back or whatever but yeah so if you haven't seen the witcher check it out it's a good show it's fun it's entertaining what else is there to say there's blood guts sex all, all sorts of good stuff. So yeah, check it out. If you have Netflix, of course, and check out the Mandalorian, if you have Disney plus, ha, or do what you do best world. And, uh, just download the free trial for six days and binge watch it. The Mandalorian binge watch the Mandalorian. Just do that because there's nothing else on Disney plus right now. And they are removing shit. That is the next topic I'm getting into the hair actually. Okay not willingly removing things or something with licensing and stuff like that but that doesn't matter anyways the the i guess the movies that matter most that they lost is home alone and home alone 2 i believe it was or maybe just one of those doesn't matter but it really goes to show what i said previously um uh, you don't have you're paying for a privilege to watch this shit you don't own shit you're paying a monthly fee just for the privilege to say you can watch something like that model. That model is going to get old very, very quickly, especially since they're taking like okay. Outside of Disney, you have NBC, ABC, CBS. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa! Not ABC. They're a part of Disney Plus. Like they should be at least. I don't really know. Uh, you have Disney Plus. You have Netflix. You have CBS. You have NBC. You have Warner Brothers. I guess HBO. You have all these streaming services. And none of them, you don't own any of them. You don't. Like, that's, that is, like, like, I'll be honest. When Netflix first came out and was rolling through, I fucking foolishly thought that Netflix was the future of TV and movies. Just thought it was the future. Everyone would put their intellectual property on Netflix and you can stream it. I mean, worked for Spotify, right? Oh, but no, no, no. Everyone wants their own streaming service now. And it's so tiring. Like why would I want to like subscribe to, uh, Netflix, Disney plus and CBS Fox now? I think mean, they're so fucking, I don't even know. And the whole thing is going to get very tiring. And I feel like the market of it like the, I guess the business model or whatever is going to be very unsustainable very soon. But at the same time, like there's no distribution costs really. There's obviously a maintenance cost to keep the apps running and keep everything running smoothly and everything. But like, I'm afraid DVDs and Blu-rays and everything, they're going to fade. Like they're just going to go away and you're going to be stuck paying for shit for, you're going to be stuck paying for the privilege to see stuff. When you could have just went out and spent, I don't know, 20 or 30 bucks or however much a new Blu-ray costs nowadays, I honestly don't know because I have Netflix and I don't care. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just, I feel like, how did the music industry adapt to Netflix, not Netflix, Spotify so well? Cause I can almost, almost, there are a few occasions when I can't find a certain artist or a certain album on Spotify. But Spotify, for the most part, figured their shit out. And Spotify and the music industry figured their shit out and were able to come together, be friends. And now almost everybody can finally get their music on Spotify. And it's great. It's fantastic. It's all in one place. It makes sense. But now with movies, you have to have all sorts of streaming apps just to stream movies and tv shows that were originally on netflix i mean friends for example is coming off of uh netflix in january i don't remember exactly when i'm pretty sure it comes off this month and this is gone like you have to go subscribe to uh, nbc's app now and the office and parks and rec are also going to be quickly taken off don't, uh don't remember exactly when, but it'll be, those will be gone too. Sometime this year or 2021. I'm trying to remember, but I didn't write it down because I'm bad at this. But yeah, it, it's just, it's a weird con. It's not a weird concept. It's a very old concept, but it's just weird and unfortunate and sad. Like I wouldn't say it's like it, the, the only people who really lose here are the customers. Like why? why, why not just leave it on Netflix? Like, I feel like there's a good, there's a good chance that more people are going to watch your shows, your old shows on Netflix, rather than going to your, uh, your other app, your private, your own app. Like now I will probably, if I really want to watch the office and watch it all, I'm, I will find the box collection on Amazon or something and buy it from there because that's better than signing up for another streaming service just for the privilege of watching a show that's, is that show 10 years old yet? I feel like it's about 10 years old, but yeah, no, you should not, I shouldn't say the customers should have a right to, no, that's stupid, but it's just, you had a good thing going with Netflix, boys, you had a good thing, and you ruined it, I mean, obviously HBO, that was a great idea for HBO because they were a premium channel on a cable service with their own app. That made sense. But with a big company like NBC and Disney, there, that's a lot of intellectual property that's now just kind of being taken away from uh, viewers. And speaking of streaming services, we're going to do a slight segue in uh, relation to it, and that is Stadia. Oh, Stadia you you stupid bitch i ah, damn damn let's be honest here stadia definitely has is probably the future the, the future of gaming it probably is like no doubt it's gonna go games are gonna go to the cloud you're gonna be able to stream them to your whatever device and it's gonna be no latency yet, or very little latency and you'll be able to stream it at 1080 at 60 frames a second or 4k at 60 frames a second but stadia just ain't doing it just ain't doing it and the numbers show the numbers really show cuz yesterday according to forbes uh yeah destiny 2 player count is 8020 now in comparison to pc that pc in comparison to pc which is the highest uh player count pc is at glorious 400,094 and that's a problem for uh that's a problem for destiny 2 players with stadia because like a big part of destiny 2 is multiplayer like you like in order to do some of the bounties you need to do strikes and crucible and gambit and if you don't have players playing that shit you you yeah uh, yeah you're going to have a problem you're going to have a serious problem uh leveling and getting you know equipment and gadgets, and the you know just weapons and armor and things you would like to have because there's no one on your platform. And that's, I feel like Stadia's dead. <laughs> I feel like Stadia is a little dead, and it doesn't help that there is a cost, like a monthly cost. If you don't know, you probably do, but if you don't know, Stadia Pro is like the Pro edition, but you can get a base edition. You pay the 130 bucks or whatever the cost is, and then. Your controller arrives. You set it up. You're playing games that you have to buy, and yeah, for the free version, the base version, you get resolution up to 1080, 60 frames a second, stereo sound. You can buy games wherever you want. You get no additional free games, and that's it. Wait, there's a weird thing here. Stadia Pro exclusive discounts on select game purchases? No. Okay, so you don't even get that either. So you you just get the controller and the privilege to play on any device that you can play it on stadia pro is 10 bucks a month here uh you get resolution up to 4k great uh if you know the game supports it uh 60 frames a second doesn't say 4k anymore that's nice uh 5.1 surround sound you don't get that with a bass are you fucking kidding me right now google uh buy games whenever you want sure cool great additional free games release uh, regularly, yes. Starting with Destiny 2, the collection, dope. And then you get uh, exclusive discounts on select game purchases. Cool, but you have to pay ten bucks a month to get discounts. Whoa, what what? <laughs> like what? Stadia? What? Why would why would people want to play extra for the more disc? Like okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. We'll, we'll let you have that, I guess. But. Yeah, and and again, this is another streaming service. This is another service that is relying on Google. Like, imagine—it's—it's the same concept. You don't have to imagine. You just have to—you don't have to imagine here. Google can stop the service. Can stop Stadia service. Google can stop supporting certain games, and you're—you're—you're fucked on that. You're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. Imagine buying the base version, which comes out in twenty twenty this year. Buying the base version and then buying Destiny two. On it for whatever reason, because I mean, why not? What games are on Stadia, anyways? Because I feel like, why would you buy Destiny? Like, of all the games to buy, why would you? Destiny 2 has been out forever now. Like, don't buy Destiny. Don't. It's free to play. Do not buy Destiny. That is a dumb idea. I just want to know. I'm trying to search up the game catalog right now because games. Here we go. All right. So, so far, there is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Borderlands 3, that's not out yet. Uh Destiny 2. And Metroid or Metro Exodus, Red Evidence of 2, Tomb Raider. Okay, so there's quite a few games actually. Old games. Some old, like Destiny 2. Well, oh, there's scrolls online. What the fuck? Uh but yeah. It's just Doom. <laughs> okay, buddy. Like Borderlands 3 obviously would be a good buy, maybe if you're playing and then cyberpunk obviously would be good but uh, it's just one of those things where it's like if google cancels the service if google like okay well stadia not making us money there's not the player base isn't there anymore they're gonna cancel it and then the players who are obviously the people who are playing on stadia still who bought these games are left with their dick wagging in the wind Like, they can't... Like, there's no physical copy here. They're just screwed, and I hope... And, like, this is Google we're talking about here, so let's be honest here. They're probably not going to do the most ethical and moral thing, but if they do cancel Stadia, if they did cancel Stadia, I highly doubt they're going to refund anybody money for the games that they bought. This is money pissed in the wind, and that's, that's, I guess, one of the biggest problems and why I will probably never, ever get a Stadia. And, like... Like i like I said in the beginning, I get it cloud gaming it's the future, but it's not ready yet. given another couple of years, we will probably be seeing better streaming uh i guess quality better streaming quality for video games to your console or whatever. but right now, it's just not the play like this is not no like I want I would like my I guess i guess microsoft does this pretty well i haven't used it yet because i don't have an xbox but you get the xbox or microsoft game pass and you can play the same games that are on pc that are also on xbox so halo master chief collection for example you can play it on your pc and then you can play it on your xbox and the saves like yeah this cross save enabled so you get that and if if Google was able to somehow cross-save with my Steam library or Epic Games library, I would be more on board with it. Because if 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 Stadia disappeared, which Google's known to kill things, so there is a good possibility here. At least my games would still be available to play on my computer, and I would lose 130 bucks or ten dollars a month or however much I pay, but at least I would still have my games available to me. But if they cancel it and there's nothing to play your games on, then your games are just kind of gone. Like I don't know I don't know how they would do that, honestly. Like would they hmm if they did cancel it, if they did, which they probably won't, but they might. Uh <laughs> would you still would they still let players play the games, but then not take on new customers and maybe not i guess update or do maintenance to just kind of let it slowly die a very painful and tragic death i think that would be probably the best way to go instead of just yanking the rug out from underneath people who are happy with the service like there are people out there and let's be i'll be honest like in a perfect and if i was in a scenario where i was traveling a lot like internationally or within the states and i wanted to play a triple a game like borderlands or cyberpunk 2077 this is the best way to do it this is the best way to do it forget about gaming laptop fuck that shit those are heavy they heat up and the battery life on it is not the play and they're heavy like they're not travel friendly this uh google stadia perfect for it you just need a laptop the browser or a phone or google i guess i guess google pixel right now is the only phone that works for it and you're good to go and you can play borderlands 3 or cyberpunk or destiny 2 like the idea of it is very appetizing it's very appetizing and i like it i mean shit i have a switch and i love that thing because of the portability on it and i could play amazing games either docked and on my kick-ass monitors or TV, or I can get up and go to the pooper and not have to browse my phone the whole time. Like it's great. It's fantastic. It's amazing for that ability. Hell, I even went to go get my oil changed and I'll bring my switch with me while I'm in the waiting room. It's fantastic for that reason. And I definitely feel like Google should have marketed more towards that. I believe they, again, like I'm just, I'm, I'm a simpleton. I'm a simpleton. Let's be honest here. I don't know what the fuck Google's thinking or how to think like a, Person who works in Google, but I get the feeling that more people would have been on board with Stadia if they would have marketed for like the ultimate mobile experience. Like, forget about competing with computer right now. Forget about it. it computers are still top tier. Gaming consoles can hold against certain computer uh, loadouts, but right now computers have the best equipment and hardware for the ultimate graphical gaming experience. But they're not mobile. They're not mobile. Like gaming laptops, fuck that. They're heavy, Like I said. They're chunky. They don't. No. Just no. They're a waste of money, in my opinion. Nintendo Switch, you can portable. Yeah, thing is fucking portable. Take it wherever. Play amazing games. Uh consoles, they're somewhat portable. You can take it to a friend's house, at least a little bit easier than a computer. But other than that, there's no real mobile console that can play triple a games new triple a games out there and stadia could have marketed towards that and it works great as that like i've seen photos of people playing in an airport like that's like playing on the phone in an airport playing destiny 2 on their phone in an Like, come on there's there's a market there for that and if they just if they would have calmed down themselves a little bit and not have went after like we're going to replace gaming computers uh side of things. I believe the stadia would have been a little bit more successful and it would have maintained X its, its success now. Because there is, I mean, there is a want for it. I mean, why not? Like you get it and you go to work or whatever. You can bring your stadia with you and on lunch break play a game in the browser. I mean, that, that that's kind of fucking cool. That, no, it's not kind of cool. That is fucking cool. You only need is a controller. It's there is definitely something about it that hopefully gets better but right now it's kind of not getting better and just like obviously destiny 2 is probably the exception in this i mean you have other games in here that are one player only oh my god ghost recon point break oh no 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 uh red dead redemption 2 i don't even know if some of these games are out yet so i could be talking off my rocker here but there's definitely some games in here that are one player single player single player driven, and stadia could probably take advantage of that very well, but right now it's just just not really in my opinion not worth it, not yet at least obviously, there are plenty of people out there in the subreddit fan club stadia who ignore all criticisms in their fucking glory, like they hate reviewers like and you know like tech reviewers they're going to review on the experience as they get it. That's the way they got it. And they did not like reviewers who uh, got it and had a very piss poor experience with it, either with internet connection or whatever. But that's like the downside with Stadia is if you don't have good internet, you're kind of fucked. But yeah. And also Google kind of lied about 4k and 60 frames a second. That's not happening. But yeah. oh. I went off on a little tangent there, didn't I? I guess that's all I really uh, kind of uh, wanted to talk about today. I talked about J.J. Abrams and released the J.J. cut, Star Wars, Mandalorian, Witcher. I can't really think of anything else to really talk about. I know I missed last week's episode. It's because there wasn't much to talk about. I mean, I could have talked about Mandalorian. I could have talked a little bit more about Skywalker, but I guess like the news that Rises like the news that the uh there's a longer version of it didn't come out until afternoon. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. So next week though we'll be talking about CES, buddy. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, where consumers can't buy anything there because it's all very fucking expensive. Lots of TVs probably. Lots of phones. Definitely AMD. I did see a tweet that uh AMD announced their 64 core monster. What are you gonna do with all them cores? All them cores inside that case. I'm gonna render all that shit. All that shit. All that shit. Anyways, wow. I thank you all for uh for listening to my crazy podcast. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with this thing anymore. I'm gonna keep doing it. It's fun. It's fun to do. I just ramble. It helps me talk more and gets me like believe it or not, it's hard talking. Like I used to be a huge introvert and I'd never talked. And now here I am streaming and doing a podcast, talking, trying to talk constantly, trying to keep my thoughts straight and going and moving forward and advancing and hopefully bringing in interesting ideas or interesting anything. Get people thinking about shit, whether it's steady or doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What am I doing? Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. They, okay, I'll be honest here. I actually went in to do like like a study on my voice, and it was scientifically proven that it is ribbed for inner ear pleasure. So, give this podcast to your mother. <laughs> oh no no no! Okay, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this up, guys. You can catch me live right now at Twitch.tv/slash Deadly Nut Butter. We stream in Destiny two, The Witcher three. It's good times. So yeah, come check me out. Come say hi. I'd really appreciate it. And I love you. Bye-bye.